everyone. Today I'm going to be reviewing and going through the first two episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch. If you don't know, this is a sort of sequel, kind of a spinoff of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is a really popular animated series taking place in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. This show takes place at the end of that, which is after Revenge of the Sith, kind of during and after Revenge of the Sith, and it covers a group of experimental kind of mutant deviant clones with special abilities. Um, they were introduced in Clone Wars Season 7, and it's kind of following them, their adventures through the galaxy as the Republic is sort of changing into the Empire. And it's kind of a transition period in between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. So if you don't know, I am a huge Clone Wars fan. Those last four episodes of Clone Wars, I consider to be some of the best Star Wars ever made. Clone Wars is my favorite Star Wars property. Um, I just, I am kind of a Clone Wars super fan and Rebels too. So this is something I was really looking forward to. Um, So let's just get into it. I'm going to be going scene by scene, talking about what I like, maybe if there's things I didn't like. Um, And yeah, so this is season one, episode one called Aftermath. And it starts on Kalor on this ice planet. And it starts with the Clone Wars narration. And at first... It's very much like a reminder. This is like basically Clone Wars season eight. It's showing you all the things, the characteristics of Clone Wars. You've got the kind of the goofy stuff, the battle droids, the big battle, the nar- opening narration, the um, the sounds, the animation style is the same as Clone Wars. And I just, it felt like a return to Clone Wars. It was just an awesome opening. And then we get this Order 66 scene. And we've seen Order 66 many, many times throughout Clone Wars. And it always hits really hard, and this is no exception. I thought this was a fantastic scene. And what a surprise seeing this little Jedi, who, if you don't know, Caleb Doom, who, if you don't know, grows up to become Kanan Jarrus and one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels. So we see Caleb Doom and his master, Depa Bilaba, kind of outnumbered and outgunned, and then the Bad Batch comes and wipes out the battle droids, and they're going off, and then Order 66 strikes. We see... The clone troopers turn on Depa Balaba, kill her, and then Kanan runs. And it's kind of been a hot topic because this scene kind of changed some of the events. This scene was shown in a Star Wars comic. What happened to Kanan when he was younger, and it was on the same planet, but it was at nighttime instead of daytime, and there were some contradictions. So the question was, some people were really upset that this directly contradicted a comic when everything is supposed to be Um, in the same universe and there aren't supposed to be any contradictions i'm fine with it um star wars explained actually did a great video on it um about retconning and contradictions and contradictions to canon um i would recommend watching that i it's not a big deal to me i do feel bad for maybe the people who worked really hard on the comic and to see it rewritten so easily but um it's not that much of a difference and i think it just fits in well to this show and to me good story comes first so if you have to make cause a plot hole if you have to cause some contradictions in order to tell the best story possible i'm completely fine with it so that's my thoughts on the matter it's kind of been highly debated um so we get the bad batch going after caleb doom who's running away and the animation is gorgeous like clone wars season seven was amazing but this even feels like a step up this feels like some of the best animation this style of animation is so great and just the background, some of it even looks so photorealistic. It's just beautiful throughout this whole show. 
um, the motion and the backgrounds and just the way everything looks is just so well done. It's um, it's top top class animation and it's so so great and so just visually pleasing. So then we start to see the Bad Batch are confused because they didn't have the chips in their head and they don't know what is going on. And we start to see hints of Crosshair, one of the members, um, maybe being more on board. He tries to shoot Caleb and the other members are like, what are you doing? Why are you shooting the Jedi? And then there are, a chase ensues and then it gets to the scene where Caleb kind of escapes and he jumps over the river. And Hunter, the leader of the Bad Batch, sees him and Crosshair asks, where'd he go? And Hunter lies and said he died, uh, that he fell off the cliff and died. So we're starting to see some changes. What I really liked about this was um, this show really did a great job of making these characters kind of developed enough to be able to lead their own show. After Clone Wars Season 7, they were more there to service Rex's story and they were more caricatures. But in this, they're, they become fully more fully formed characters and they're actually, it shows that they are good enough characters to really hold their own show. And I, we're starting to see this point of tension, um, this this kind of split within the group of Crosshair being more on board with Order 66 and just wanting to follow orders and the rest of the group being like, what are you doing? Like, why would we want to kill the Jedi we've been serving with for so many years? And we'll get to that later. So this whole opening scene was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. What's great about it is if you have not seen Star Wars Rebels, even if you haven't seen Clone Wars, you can completely get this scene. You get all the team dynamics, their powers, everything explained. And you get you know what Order 66 is from the movies. And the scene works perfectly fine. And it's completely enjoyable. But if you have seen Clone Wars and if you have seen Rebels, this scene is like 1,000 times more impactful because you know all these characters so much better. And you know where some of these characters go in the future. And even how some of these characters die and how their journeys go. Um it's kind of funny how non-linear, the non-linear storytelling of Star Wars can cause you to watch shows and already know how a character is going to die. But then there's all these prequels and stuff. It's, it's pretty interesting. So then after this opening scene, we see the Bad Batch going to Kamino. And we see Crosshair asking, kind of suspicious that Caleb maybe didn't die, which is pretty interesting. Um. They go to Kamino and they start to notice immediately the changes. The Coruscant Guard is there. It's the Republic transitioning into the Empire. And they start to notice, wow, what is going on? And then they realize the war is over. Grievous has been killed. We know right now Ahsoka and Rex are fighting for their lives, probably around the time where she escapes and they go off. So then there's this all this all these scenes of them kind of walking. They see a dead Jedi, like kind of taking in all the crazy changes in the things that have happened. Um, There's some cool scenes inside their barracks, some funny jokes, um, some more points of tension where there's some arguments between Crosshair and Hunter. Um, this show has really made me care about Hunter a lot. I think he's a great character. He's the one of all the Bad Batch that has gotten the most to do. Um, and all credit to D. Bradley Baker, who voices every single clone. He is so good at making each clone sound different enough that you can tell the difference and they're all different characters, but similar enough that they all come from the same voice and they're not completely different voices. It's crazy. You can close your eyes and you can name every single one who's talking. You know which one's which, even though it's one guy voicing all of them. I mean, it's crazy to think about too. 
one guy playing. I mean, the six main characters, the five main characters of the show, plus so many other clones and stuff. So then you get the scene, which I believe the audio was either re-recorded or lifted directly of Reven- from Revenge of the Sith. And it's Palpatine, his hologram, and basically this great voiceover where he goes, um, the Republic will be organized, reorganized until the, into the first galactic empire. And we see the clones cheering. And then the Imperial theme starts to play and you zoom out and you see the Bad Batch kind of confused in the middle of all these clones cheering. And it's this ominous scene where it's like, wow, like we know what's going to happen. We know how horrible the empire is. And it's just this perfect scene with the score, just this ominous tone it creates. And then we also get our first glimpse where Hunter looks up and there's a little girl up watching and it's little Omega who becomes an important character later. And we'll get to her a little bit later. So then we meet Omega. So Omega walks up to the, to the bad batch, introduces herself. She says, I'm Omega. She's this little girl. Um, we don't know who she is. Um, kind of a cute little girl. And they ask her who she is. She seems to know who they all are. And then a Kamino, a Kaminoan walks up and she's like, this is Omega. This is my, um, my research partner or something like that. And then takes her away. And it's interesting because we see Omega clearly likes the bad batch a lot. And they're, they're wondering who, who is this little girl kind of something is off about her. So then you have this great scene where Tarkin comes in. He lands on Kamino voiced by Steven Stanton, who has done Tarkin in clone wars. He's done him in rebels and he's a fantastic voice actor. And we have the scene where Tarkin is talking to the Kaminoans and it answers the question that people have been wondering for so long. Why did the empire, why would the empire switch from clones clones that were really good warriors and were bred for warriors to stormtroopers who can't hit something if they're three feet away. And Tarkin literally answers this question. He's talking to the Kaminoans and he's like, I'm here to evaluate the clones. The empire is considering switching from clone troopers to stormtroopers from clones to recruits because recruits are cheaper. And he answers the question, recruiting a ton of people is cheaper than paying for clones, um, which answers kind of fills that plot hole and, it's just this great scene where it's really showing the transition between Republic and Empire, which is something that hasn't really been explored a lot. So then there's this lunch scene. We see the Bad Batch is kind of the outcast because all the clones are normal and they are um, they are deviants, I think is the word used later. Um, we have tech kind of talking about the programming, how they're all programmed. And we have Omega who comes and sits down next to them. That he she kind of introduces herself again, and she kind of like she's like, um, I like you guys. You don't fit in either. And then one of the the clones asks, "Do you have parents or anything? What are you doing here?" And you can see she makes up parents. She goes parents and makes a face, and that's because we learn later she's a clone. She's the first female clone. Um, so we have the scene where she sits down. They kind of take a liking to her, and then some clones come by, say something mean. She throws some food at them. And then the Bad Batch kind of defender, and it turns into kind of this brawl in the lunchroom, kind of a food fight brawl thing, which is pretty, pretty entertaining. And then you see Tarkin standing up above, just evaluating and kind of watching, um, watching them fight. And then it ends with, you see Echo gets hit in the head with a tray and it cuts to black as he gets knocked out. And then he wakes up in kind of a medical bay with Omega watching over him and this droid who is actually the same droid from an arc, an old arc in Clone Wars season six, which is pretty funny. 
so this sequence isn't the most important, but it's just entertaining. Um, you have the Bad Batch walking in. You have a funny scene where the droid tells them, like, I have news for you. You're not normal clones. And it's kind of kind of a funny scene. Uh, more talking about kind of the programming. They tell Omega, Omega to stay away from them. She keeps kind of following them around. And then they're walking away when they're summoned for, I believe the word is um, fight simulation. Tarkin and the Kaminoans are standing up and there's this, he's testing their abilities to see if they're a valuable asset to the Empire. And then there's kind of a fun fight scene, a long extended sequence where they fight against some drones and then some droids and, um, and we get to see all their abilities, see them working together as a team. There's nothing right now that I can think of too important about this for the future, but I just, I think this is really enjoyable seeing all their fighting styles. Well choreographed, the animation is great. Tarkin is great, just kind of evaluating and watching them from above. So there's this extended fight scene. Tarkin is clearly very pleased with their performance, but he doesn't like how they have a tendency to break the rules and not use the kind of normal um, battle tactics. So he watches this whole scene. This is a long, long sequence. So then there's this scene after this where Tarkin clearly is interested, but he doesn't like their disregard for orders. And he's talking to the Kaminoans and they're explaining what the Bad Batch are. And he asks, how many are there? And the Kaminoans say five. And of course, in the group, there's five people, but one of them is a regular clone, Echo. And then the rest are mutated, so five. So then the obvious assumption is little Omega might be a another mutated clone, another member of the Bad Batch. Um, and then, of course, that's confirmed later in the episode. So then Tarkin goes to them. He assigns them a mission to go to Onderon and wipe out the rebel forces there. Onderon is, of course, of course, a setting of a major arc in Clone Wars. I want to say season five, but I can't remember exactly. Before they leave, Omega tells them, you shouldn't go. Um, you shouldn't be going. This isn't good. I have a bad feeling about this. And you can tell she kind of almost like the force. My theory is that she's the first force sensitive clone because she seems like she's sensing things and has some sort of foresight into the future. Um, they disregard her advice and they go and then they get to Onderon and they immediately realize these are not droids. These are not separatists. This is Saw Gerrera and his group of rebels. Saw Gerrera, this is after Clone Wars, before Rogue One, before Rebels. So it's just filling out Saw Gerrera's story. He's, um, he's kind of a great character. We saw his, him in Rebels and in, in Rogue One. Um, and this is just cool seeing him. You can hear his voice the way they hired. There's two voice actors for him. They hired the previous one to sort of bridge the gap between the later one and the earlier one and just provide more context for his character development. And I think he's one of the most interesting characters in the in all of Star Wars. So the clones are like, whoa, these are real people. These are people fighting against Empire. We shouldn't be killing them. And Crosshair is like, good, sorter, good soldiers follow orders. We have to kill them. And um, and they don't. And then this is just the continuing theme of Crosshair wanting to follow orders to kill people, showing no no remorse. And Saw Gerrera basically lets them go, captures them, lets them go, without giving him a talk about uh, we're fighting against the Empire um, with a bunch of rebels. And he's it's kind of interesting. So then he they decide to go. And then they notice a probe droid following them. 
and they shoot it before it does anything. But they realize, okay, clearly we're being watched by the Empire. So, and then there's a point of contention where Crosshair and Hunter finally come to a head, and and Crosshair is very, very upset. He wants to be. He doesn't like how Hunter. He says Hunter has been making all the wrong decisions. Um, so clearly something's up with Crosshair. And then Tech, they're kind of going back to the ship, and Tex mentions mentions that he realized. He analyzed the DNA and he realized that Omega is a mutated clone and they decide, oh, she's one of us. We have to go back to her um, and we have to go get her from the Empire. And so they decide to go back. More arguments. Clearly, the relationship between Hunter and Crosshair is not doing great. So we have kind of some more Omega um, hijinks on on Cam- Camino, she gets arrested for searching through rooms she's not supposed to, being kind of mischievous. The Bad Batch return to Camino, are immediately caught and taken prisoner for not killing, for not following orders that Probe Droid was Tarkin watching them um, and spying on them to see if they would do what he told them to. They get taken to prison, which happens to be the same cell as Omega. Um, out of prison, the Kaminoans take Crosshair, they activate, they realize that the chip in his head is starting to work. He clearly has the chip in his head working. He's um he has the tendency to follow Order 66. So they increase that, they fix the chip so that he is fully on Order 66. He serves the Empire. He no longer is himself. So then the Bad Batch kind of escape from the prison and they're leaving. And then Crosshair comes up and there's this shootout where it's Crosshair versus the rest of the Bad Batch. And it's this great battle, and then it ends with um, with Omega having almost grabbing a gun and having perfect aim, which is very suspicious and more evidence that maybe, maybe she is Force-sensitive. Like, how can she have perfect aim? So the shootout ends with the Bad Batch escaping and with them jumping to hyperspace with Omega and then with Crosshair with the Imperials. So that was the first episode. That was a long episode, 70-minute premiere. It was great. It was a great setup. We got to see kind of the journeys of all the characters, what they're doing. I loved how we're seeing the transition from Republic to Empire. The characters are great. Crosshair Switch is great. My theory right now is that either Omega is... She's a clone, clone, she's a clone of Jango Fett, and she's either the first Force-sensitive clone, or she is, or she is a clone with all the abilities of all the other Bad Batch members. And then I want to see some more of Kamino in the next episode. I want to see more of what's going on with the clones. Um, in the next couple episodes, I've seen episode two. Um, so yeah, this was a great first episode. I would give it a five out of five. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the second one. This is going to be much shorter. The second episode is more of a filler episode, sort of, but it's just more enjoyable. Not much progresses the plot along. But that first episode was great. Highly recommend it. Um, just, just a great episode. So then the second episode, I'm going to go more scene by scene, but more broader, not as much directly. So the Bad Batch decide to go to Cut Laquane, who was a character from, I think, all the way back in season two of Rebels. And he was such an interesting character because he was a clone trooper who deserted the Republic and hid out and had a, started a family and lived on this planet alone with his family. So this is the first time we're seeing him since season two of Clone Wars. And there's this kind of wholesome scene where Omega 
um, is off Kamina for the first time. She's feeling dirt for the first time. Um, they go to meet with Cut Laquane. Um, it's kind of cool seeing the kids from that episode in season two, all kind of grown up now, same voice actors and everything. Omega. This is very much an episode about building the relationship between the Bad Batch and between Omega. Um, not as much with progressing the plot along. So then there's a lot of talking on Salukamai. The Empire is kind of cracking down and adding um, new rules, apprehending ships, and we get to see a little bit of that. Um, there's a scene where Cut Laquane his, um, and his family decides they need to leave this planet. They need to go um, because the Empire is cracking down, and if he gets found, he'll be arrested for being a deserter. Um, so the Bad Batch decides to help them, help his family escape this planet. There are some scenes where Omega breaks the rules, goes outside a fence she's not supposed to, and there's a monster that almost kills her. Um, some cool action scenes, entertaining. She's kind of learning. She's mischievous, but um, it just makes you care about the character more. It's This is definitely going to be a fan-favorite character who becomes someone. It reminds me of Ahsoka Tano almost, someone who the fans absolutely love and who kind of grows up over the course of the show. So then there's plenty more sequences kind of getting to see more of the development between the characters. There's some fight scenes, a lot of hijinks, a lot of stuff to get the family off planet. I'm just kind of kind of skip around. Um, not much important, but it's just entertaining. So then it ends with Cut Laquane and his family. The Bad Batch help him. He gets to escape. Uh, this planet is called Salukamai. And then the Bad Batch go off into hyperspace. There was this great moment where the Bad Batch try to get rid of Omega and give her to the family, but then they decide to keep her and she decides she wants to stay with them um, and they decide to accept her. So, and then they go off into hyperspace. So this one didn't move the plot along much, but it was very much about building the relationship between Omega and the Bad Batch. It was a great episode. Um, I would give this one probably a four out of five. I'm hoping the third episode is much more important in the overall plot. I want to see Crosshair again. I want to see what happens more. Um, so, yeah, overall, this show is great. For, great first two episodes. This Friday is the next one. We already know some characters who are going to be showing up in the future. We know there's 16 episodes, so there's going to be a lot more of this. So, overall, I absolutely love this. Highly recommend it. Um, what did you think of these first two episodes? Did you like them? You can let me know leaving by leaving a comment, emailing us if there's something longer you want us to read, or leaving a voicemail if there's something you want to verbally tell us. There's also a form. You've heard it before. You can submit topics, questions, theories, things to talk about. In the form, if you want to have something Bad Batch, if you want to submit something Bad Batch related in the form, I'll just read that out by myself since Chris isn't into the Star Wars animated stuff. But yeah, so there's multiple ways to leave feedback. Please do that if you have any theories, um, questions, comments. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and have a good day.